0: Good morning, everyone. My granddaughter, who is 18 and has just moved to London to be a singer, sent me a text during the week on WhatsApp. She said, Nana, I dreamed that you died and that you went to heaven. Well, I guess it was heaven because it was such a beautiful and safe place. And I knew I didn't have to worry about you anymore. I think God must have been trying to tell me something about this life. And I think that I need to listen. I will treasure that. Because although Leah and I have had many conversations about what it means to put our trust in Jesus, she has not yet done so for herself, that God will reach her. A little while ago we were at a golden wedding in Wigan, I think it was two weeks ago, because we were missing here, with our dear friends celebrating their diamond wedding. The Methodist minister, who realized that most of the people sitting in the congregation didn't usually go to church. Tried his very best to connect. So one of the things he did was call up three of the children. Two who were great-grandchildren and one who was a grandchild. And he began to talk to them. He said, I've got a story to tell you. It's the story of Jonah. Have you heard of Jonah. And the all three of them said, "No." Paul writes to Timothy. It's almost the last letter he wrote. He wrote two letters to Timothy. Certainly, the second one was while he was in prison. And he wrote this: "But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. Who did Timothy learn from? He learned from his mother and his grandmother. We live in a country which is suffering from the most incredible disconnect between the Bible which I guess for most of us here, all of us, is the very foundation of our faith and their lives. So Bible Society, I wore this this morning uh, because I'm here really representing Bible Society, and it says bringing the Bible to life. Of course, the Bible doesn't need bringing to life, it is God's living word, but it needs bringing to life for those who are dead to it and that is the vast part of Europe and certainly the younger generation but round the world it's a very different story round the world there are 146 bible societies what a family incredible now 214 years old and working in 200 countries unlikely places like Syria where against all the odds faithful, faithful Bible Society staff have kept open a bookshop in Aleppo in all that bombing they have gone every single day to open the bookshop in Aleppo so that the Syrians might have access to the life-giving word of God. So that's our story and that is our family. So how does it work? Because here in Britain it used to be BFBS. Do you know what BFBS stands for? British and Foreign Bible Society. Now just Bible Society. We are just one of 146 Bible societies, you give, nearly all the money is used either to support the smaller Bible societies, like the Bible Society of Syria, or Morocco, or Algeria, places where to be a Christian, to own a Bible, is worth more than gold, but incredibly dangerous. So we, who have open access to God's Word, we give, we send the money to those tiny, struggling Bible societies. But we use a lot of that money now to reach our own people. So, I dare say you have a version of the Bible that you absolutely love and that speaks to you. So how many people still use King James? Anybody? Well, I love King James. I was brought up on good old King James. But you know what? Someone when I worked for Bible Society once rang me up. He said, "Um, I want a Gallic Bible. He was in Ireland. He said, but I want it in the King James Version. Try as I might. I could not explain to him that... Once it ceased to be in English, it could no longer be the authorised version. Bless his heart. He put the phone down, very disgruntled. So, into my hands this week came Bible Society's latest offering. Now, if you were in China and a Chinese Christian today, you would expect the Bible to be in Chinese If you were in Japan, you'd expect it to be in Japanese. If you were in Morocco, you'd expect it to be in the Moroccan version of Arabic. You would not be impressed if somebody presented you with an English Bible and said, Struggle on with that, my friend. You might understand one word in ten. So, if it's important for God to speak the language of the heart for every man, woman, and child on our planet is it not also important that God should speak the language of the heart to our young people today a language that they can connect with a language which they can feel and understand in their hearts. So here it is the Good News Bible youth edition. Good News Bible, my word I haven't heard the Good News Bible used in church name perish the thought. Isn't that? Use it for children? Yes. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> why is it only used for children? That's what I want to know. So, here's this wonderful new Bible. I hope you'll have a look at it. I have got two that you might want to even buy if you have a grandchild or a, a child that you want to read next. A wonderful Bible with lots of room to write in and some wonderful. Let me think, we have 30 connections in this Bible to Facebook. Now isn't that innovative? 30 connections to Facebook. Why? Do you think if Jesus came today, he would text? Would he have a Twitter account? Would he have a Facebook account? Absolutely. He'd give Donald Trump a run for his money on Twitter. You see, because we want to connect and without that connection now we expect young people to connect with us but they want us to connect with them I remember when we were living at Castle Church Vicarage watching Big Brother Top of the Pops EastEnders Polyopes, with my children. Not that I loved any of them, but I got into East I have to say. But because that is their world, and Bible Society today, what we used to call BFBS, Bible Society England, is working hard to connect with the world of a lost. In fact. Three now, lost generations. Isn't that extraordinary? Now Paul's second letter to Timothy is extremely personal. In many of the letters where it says you, it's you plural. But in Timothy, of course, it's you singular. Because Timothy was Paul's son in the faith. But Timothy had learned the scriptures from his mother and his grandmother now many of us here today are mothers, grandmothers and you boys don't get off the hook either it's about handing down to the next generation those things which are for salvation for knowing God for knowing how to live And it's all there in the Bible. Praise God for the Bible course, which many of us went on, and helped us to connect with the whole story, not just the bits of the Bible that we like best. When I was in North Korea in 2002, a rare and privileged visit, I went to one of North Korea's show churches on the Sunday I was absolutely determined to talk to the people who were worshipping in that church we were taken in and taken out separately from the Koreans but I argued with the pastor on the step in Korean is this a real church of course it's a real church well then why can't I have fellowship with the believers how slob some day It's impossible. So I asked them again, is this a real church? Of course it's a real church. Well then, let me talk to the believers. Now the believers were coming out and they were skirting like this around because they'd been told not to have anything to do with us, foreign visitors. Finally the pastor, worn down by this English woman who wouldn't let him off the hook, Let me go back up the steps and talk to the North Korean Christians who are coming out of the church. I will never forget one encounter. Now, to be a North Korean worshiper, you have to be a signed up member of the Communist Party. But you have to have ancestral roots in some sort of Christian heritage because they want to give it some authenticity. And I put my arms around this elderly woman who was in her 80s and I whispered in her ear When did you believe? She said I believed at my grandmother's knee. Timothy I believed at my grandmother's knee. Christmas gives us, you and me, a wonderful chance to help our children, grandchildren, family members to reconnect with the story. We need not apologize for it. Let me close with Doc Cotton in Albert Square. Now, I saw Anne pull a face about EastEnders. She may not watch it, but two thirds of the country do. So there you are, yes. Anne. Yeah. So you need to watch because it's real life. Yes? Well, it's a vicarious life which people live alongside their real life. And if you stand at a checkout in an average supermarket, not so much. Perhaps, Waitrose, but um, (laughs) some of the lesser ones, which we go to, you will sometimes hear this sort of conversation. Did you watch EastEnders last night? Do you think that she did the right thing? Well, if I were her, I wouldn't. Now, isn't that the point? Every story in EastEnders is in the Bible. Let me tell you, there's nothing that's not there in here. Nothing. So here's Doc Cotton. Now, I love Doc Cotton. Because she is a woman, for those of you who don't watch EastEnders, who always has a Bible verse. She never misses a cue. So they're sitting around in in the in the Vic with their pints because someone is rather unsuccessfully trying to put on a politically correct Christmas play in Albert Square. There's silence. And Dot says, it ain't right, you know. What's up, Doc? It ain't right. Christmas is about Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. Christmas is about Jesus. Silence. And someone says, Doc's right, you know. And hallelujah! The Nativity play, the story of the birth of Jesus, is back on in Albert Square. Why? Because Doc Cotton didn't miss her cue. We, as we head for Christmas, have many opportunities to say, Christmas is about Jesus. So let's do that. On that table there, there are many Christmas resources for you to look at and buy and give away, either to your children, grandchildren, neighbors, anyone you think needs to know Christmas is about Jesus. Rhoda read to us John 1. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is the mission of Bible Society. It is not to get millions of books out into the world, in all the languages of the world. It is to get the good news of the Lord Jesus and his love to people who desperately need to know it. Please go on supporting Bible Society. Please come tonight to Trinity and please do go on for yourself, loving the word of God and finding within its pages all that you need for life and salvation.